give me fuel, give me fire, give me that which I desire. Hey everybody and welcome to episode 21 of Metallicast, the Metallica podcast. I'm your host and fellow Metallica fan. My name is Brandon. I made my much anticipated return to the podcast world. Everybody was talking about it just a couple short weeks ago with a brand new mini episode when I celebrated the birth of the greatest baby who ever lived, baby Metallicast. And um, this though... This, this might be even more special than, definitely more special than the mini episode. Probably more special than the birth of my daughter. Because this is, uh, well, this is a lot of things. One, this is our year-end extravaganza. Two, December 26th marks the two-year anniversary of Metallica. So this is sort of our two-year anniversary show, if you will. And three... This marks uh, the crossover that nobody asked for. Uh, uh, one, per- ex- one person asked. Excuse me, sir. Can you please keep it down? I'm doing my thing. I am a podcast professional. You are interrupting me, you son of a bitch. Anyways, as I was saying, this is the crossover that nobody asked for. Um, definitely nobody asked for that fucking loser to be on here with me. <laughs> but he is anyways, and you're getting this crossover anyways. What crossover you asked will you see? Since, I would say, what, June? June-ish, May-ish yeah. of yeah. Uh, 2019, uh, I have done, uh, me by myself have done a uh, black death metal podcast on and off called The Cops Paint Podcast! <laughs> And uh, I do it all by myself. No help from anybody else. Uh, but this guy keeps on tagging along. Um, no clue why. He acts like he acts like it was his idea. Um, because it was my idea. Because I texted you and said, let's do a black metal podcast. You said, yeah, we'll do that. And then you have summers off. So you just uh, had all the time in the world to try to plan this thing. You know what? <laughs> I hate your face. If you recognize that voice, you definitely do not recognize it from the Course Pain podcast because we have very few listeners. <laughs> <laughs> but you might recognize it from uh, an episode from the Black Summer series. Uh, this young gentleman was on uh, to talk about wherever I may roam. I'm talking about the co-host of the CPP, the Corpse Paint podcast. Gregory, how are you, sir? I'm very, very well. I'm happy to be back here in my fourth Corpse Paint episode, which somehow became the second Metallica crossover. I didn't want that to happen, but here we are. Uh, listen, this is technically the first Metallicast crossover, because when you were on Forever May Rome, we kept it Metallicast only. But in this one, we are issue- we're issuing it simultaneously on both feeds in an epic event. This is like the fucking uh, MCU of podcasts. Yeah, this is right, the this Avenger. is like Avengers this... One right here, <laughs> and uh, hopefully it does not end up too much like Justice League. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. It's what, the, it, it's what Avengers Hashtag should have been. Just, cut. just five different versions of Thor all in one team, and everyone else can play <laughs> off. 
So you're Skinny Thor, I'm Fat Thor. Yeah. <laughs> Lebowski Thor, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this will be released simultaneously on both feeds. Episode 21, Metallicast, but episode 4 of the Course Bane Podcast, for those of you keeping track about things that do not matter. Um, now, you might be wondering, how are we going to make this work? How and it's not going, going talk- to. It's not going to work. <laughs> that out. is well, that's that out. is very possible. Um, if you hear a sound in the background on my end, that is uh, me watching Baby Metallicast sleep on the baby monitor. Um, yeah, congrats! You hear, congrats! Thank you, thank you, sir. Um, if you if you hear a cry in the background, that is actually not Baby Metallicast. That is Dave Mustaine. I have him locked up in my basement. <laughs> <laughs> And speaking of uh, Dave Mustaine, reminds me of this band he's in called Magadeth, or as uh, Magad- yes. <laughs> or as the, the gospel, the gospel choir, <laughs> <laughs> or as the layman's call them, Megadeth. And uh, there's a member of that band besides Dave Mustaine. Uh, Mustaine calls him Junior. We call him David fucking David Ellison. Ellison. Um, so for those Whoop. of you... Whoa, what was that sound, you, oh. you darn rascal? Oh. You darn rascal. I, well, I have a bottle I, I got here. a head start. I, I have a, a bottle start. here, so it does not have the same effect as a can. Um, but thank you for the podcast sound effect, no less. So for those of you in the Metallicast who are the uninitiated... Uh, Greg and I play a little something called the David Ellison drinking game. And how this is going to work is every time we say... Drink. Drink. (laughs) Uh, Every time we say his name, or we say Junior, drink. I didn't know we were including Junior. We always include Junior, you butt munch. I usually get too drunk and forget that we include the junior. <laughs> we usually just end up saying the words and then forgetting to drink. <laughs> and then just drinking when we're not saying the words. So eventually, the rules of this drinking game will go out the window. Uh, but every time we say his name or the J word, I'll spare us for a brief moment so I can get through the rules. Um, and I'm not talking about Jews. <laughs> oh my god! This is straight we, up corpse fate podcast. Because already. he because he is a, a good Christian lad. Um. Anyways, now that I've offended many people, um, anytime you hear one of those two words, we have to drink, and we encourage you to drink along. So open up a bottle of blackened whiskey, get a six pack of Internet Pilsner, or hey. If you want to be lame, get a six-pack of Fresca. Open up a pole in spring. <laughs> but either way, mm-hmm. drink along. Um, I hope by the end you are as delirious as we hopefully will be because, honestly, that is the only way to enjoy the Course Pain podcast. And uh, if I'm not, if, if I'm going to be honest with myself, it's the only way to really enjoy Metallicast as well. And I think it's the only way that getting through this episode is going to make any sense because it doesn't make any sense, <laughs> but we had to figure out a way to make it work. And this is what we came up with. So, well, listen, uh, now crack, the game of podcast in the world, I have to be very, um, aware of how I spend my podcast time. Greg's been be, being a little bitch like, Hey, I want to do a birthday podcast. And I'm like, 
dude, uh, Metallica actually <laughs> yeah. has listeners. I need to record Metallica. And I went, haha, what if I just record both podcasts at the same time until the end of time? So I'm thinking every episode now will just be both podcasts. Um, I, even if we talk about like, <laughs> we'll, we'll just talk like, and we'll have one episode entirely about, uh, uh, you know, Ride the Lightning and we'll just throw the corpse paint name on it. Uh, we'll have another episode all about uh, Dark Throne and we'll just throw the Metallicast name on it. it well, it, it'll work itself out. But, um, but no, I thought it would be a uh, convenient way to kill two birds with one stone. And uh, quite frankly, uh, Greg's a little bit of a guinea pig because if I have to go upstairs and uh, take care of my precious newborn, uh, I don't mind Greg being on hold for two hours while I do so. Listen, all right, you've been talking a lot about this baby. I know it's new. I know you're excited. But I have a baby, too, and it's called Black Metal, all right? So we need to talk about my baby. We need to talk um, about my sweet, dark-hearted baby. So those of you at home, <laughs> those of you at home wondering, Greg is wearing coarse paint right now. He has a cross on his wall that's upside down. I'm pretty sure it'll be on fire by the time this podcast ends. Um, I'm just hoping, uh, I'm just hoping that, uh, Satan is happy with the results of this. I'm not sure how Satan feels about Metallica. How do you think Satan feels about Metallica? (laughs) Good, awkward silence. We have to be a podcast professional. I was drinking. I have an excuse. And I asked the question. You were supposed to fill in the answer. If you think I'm going to edit that out. You're fucking stupid. I'm going to leave it in there so everybody knows how much of a sham you are and how better I am at this than you. Next question. How do you, you think just... Satan feels about Metallica? <laughs> Next question, same as the first. Go. See, this, is, this is exactly what happened. You talked so much. I just spaced out for a while, and I figured you were talking to <laughs> your thousands of listeners that you quote-unquote have, and I uh, didn't Tens, I didn't tens uh, of listeners. No, that was a question for me. Oh, ten, ten, quest, 10 question listeners. Um, Satan. That, that hmm. does not make sense, hmm. you silly goose. You silly Satan goose. I think Satan's pretty into Metallica. You know, I mean, they were right in the Satanic Panic. That was their, they were one of the big bands on the rise when Satanic Panic was going on in the 80s. This is true. I, I think he's on board. I think he's on board. I think he would approve of, especially certain aspects of the catalog. Like, he would think that Kill 'Em All and the album cover was pretty gnarly. I think. Oh yeah. He yeah. likes right. floating electric chairs. You know. Yeah, ride the lightning. Same thing. Yeah. yeah. Master um, of Puppets. He would wish the crosses on the cover were upside down and on yeah. fire, but he does like that they're gravestones. So yeah. he's a little bit torn about the Master of Puppets album. Yeah. Because he bases the... it solely on the album covers. Right. Yes. Yeah. He doesn't listen. He's not a fan. He doesn't listen. But Oh, no. He, he, he Satan actually prefers like to listen to Yanni and Kenny G. It's a little known thing about <laughs> it. Yes. Um, but he appreciates the artwork of metal albums. I mean, if you go to hell, what are you going to listen to? Great, black, thrash, death metal? No. It's going to be fucking Kenny G elevator music because that's what's going to torture you, right? I mean, that's, that that's is what he likes. Hell. That that's what is he likes. Yeah. my hell. Yeah. yeah, Trapped in an elevator with Kenny G playing and some stranger just farting repeatedly. You don't <laughs> want to be there. That's hell. That is your hell. And that's that it. stranger will be Kenny G. Because there's no way that dude is not going and burning in hell. 
It's also true. It's also so, terrible human. Uh, terrible human. <laughs> <laughs> um, all shenanigans aside, we have to bridge these worlds. We have to make the Metallica people happy. We have to make the black uh, <laughs> black people. <laughs> <laughs> the black people happy. Oh, good. We have to make the black are, metal people happy. You are racially charged tonight. Listen, I don't know what's going on. It's not you. intentional. I've I've not been drinking a lot lately, and I've had three sips of a eight point six percent beer. So I'm going wild uh, tonight. Yeah, Plus, right. I'm uh, completely fried and sleep deprived. I'm pretty yeah, sure the last mini episode I released, I just rambled on about. Um, Metallica lullabies, and now I'm just going to ramble on about Satan and black metal. Greg, it's really up to you to make sense of any of this when it already does not make sense. So I've set you up for failure. Um, yeah, congratulations. Oh yeah. You've you've actually already pointed out how I'm not a professional a few times in the five minutes we've been recording. Right. So you're you are an amateur. And, this is a um, lose, 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 lose. <laughs> all, all I do is lose. <laughs> But anyways, back to uh, more important things. We have to bridge these worlds. So let's make both people happy, Gregory, if mm. that's your Satan-given name. It's not. That's your God-given name. What's your Satan-given name? Oh, man. Probably that's like, impressive. Yeah, probably like... Uh, a, uh, 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 blogs, but, but, blogs of... Blogs of flub. <laughs> Blogs and flub. That's like every internet personality ever. <laughs> every chat room personnel person. Um. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. We'd, it'd be like a, uh, uh, something with a skeleton in it. Skele- skeleton. Skeleton boner. Skeletor. Skeleton boner. Skeletoner. Skeletoner. <laughs> Skeletonin. <laughs> I go to sleep and I'm a pile of bones. Oh, I got yeah. Um, my God-given name is Brandon. My Satan-given name is Ellison. Drink. Oh, they set me up. I certainly did, you little whore. <laughs> See, the great part about having you on the podcast is most time when I have guests on, I cannot just insult them to their face. You, <laughs> yeah, this, yeah, I can. I can yeah. say how much of a whorish bitch you are. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what's about this podcast, too, because if I come to visit you, Greggy, hi, kiss me. Greggy, I miss you. What are you doing? I do like my... I do like and my, then you show uh, up on this, you're like, hey, fat bitch. What are you, and I'm not even fat, which is weird. Like, what's I do the, like oh, my... How's life as listen, a douche? I don't... Okay, thanks. Listen, I, thanks, do like my skeleton, I do like my skeleton snuggles, I will admit. <laughs> Old skeletonin. <laughs> anyway, hey, should, um, should we move somewhere with this? Um, yeah. So I, back to the original point. Before you got me off track, you're an amateur. You're it's mm-hmm. just like fucking amateur out. Before you got this me off track, this is where we, we exactly to, derailed. <laughs> we have to. <laughs> I mean, this is the rest of the podcast. <laughs> all it ever is. It's all it ever is. We have to. And I wonder why Coarse Paint does not have more listeners. <laughs> I don't. We have I don't to, at all. Uh, we have to bridge both worlds. And I think the best way to do that is to, uh, you know, let's look at the genres of thrash metal, black metal, death metal. It's definitely different, but so many similarities. 
really black metal, death metal, just a, an evolution of uh, what thrash metal was and is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and they can even be a little bit, they can almost overlap in their development too. Like they both kind of came from a punk background and then took different roots a bit, but definitely the, a lot of the black metal guys were starting to listen to like the, you know, new wave of British beginning of thrash stuff and then eventually thrash things. Yeah. I think it's, uh, I think it's relevant. I think and it's I, relevant. <laughs> I, feel, well, I feel like both styles of music. That was so well said. We obviously did a oh. we obviously did a lot I'm, of research for this. I um, yeah, I finished I finished my homework five minutes before we started. So here uh, we are. There was homework? Your, your, <laughs> there your was space homework. is so big on the screen right now too. It's freaking me out. All I can see is eyebrows and forehead. Um. um but I no, I think going back to your uh, point, there was a big punk rock attitude behind both genres, down to like they were both kind of launched at the street level in terms of tape trading and um, word of mouth, and they, they were both just very much an underground, almost cult-like thing because it was such a um, uh, like small army of fans that kind of yeah. like. Uh, rallied behind these bands in like the earliest days before yeah. obviously it grew and expanded and more bands uh, evolved from the sound and the sound itself evolved. Yeah. But it definitely has punk rock like, roots. Yeah, and even, you know, to go with your point too, it's like it's so super, they both are like so super close-knit where like even in their own, it's like a you're in or you're out, us versus them mentality and even in their own circles, like especially with black metal being like trying to be true Norwegian black metal, like there's people who are literally their friends is like, no, I don't, you're not true enough. Like we're not hanging out with you anymore. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, <laughs> you do not, you it's are so not a Satanist. Close, you're yeah. not a real Satanist. Yeah. Um, yeah. Your music's not dark and evil enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We cannot, we cannot be your fans or friends anymore. <laughs> yeah. Dave, Dave Mustaine said it best: "Glam, gay LA music. You know, not even shouting at the devil could make you cool <laughs> enough to be friends with Dave Mustaine." Um, which when we while we're on the subject, Motley Crue, the first ever black metal band. No. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> uh, you son yeah. of a bitch. So, you know, the genres of thrash metal and black metal are so intertwined, if you will, so related, so connected that me being a genius thought of what if I came up with the top 10 reasons, definitely did not rip this off from David Letterman, um, the top 10 reasons of how Metallica and Mayhem are basically the same band. Uh, for those of you who do not know, Mayhem are considered the founders of true Norwegian black metal. And uh, Greg, give us a little backstory on the Mayhem. There is betrayal, murder, 
Satan. <laughs> I mean, I I was going to elaborate, but I think you just said it all right there. <laughs> Trail, murder, and Satan. Um, yeah, you know, it's just a bunch of kids in Europe, in Norway specifically. Uh, a lot of rich kids, which is very fun to find out that they're all just like, thought Norway was too good, so they decided to rebel in any way they could, and they being a super Christian country, they're like, hey, why don't we worship Satan and make dark, evil music and be more brutal and evil than the others? And just right. kept escalating who's the biggest badass. And, of course, it gets into proving that with people ending up murdering people and strangers and church burnings. And the rivalries built so much that even members murdered each other. Very, very crazy, interesting stuff. There's a lot of good, like, movies and documentaries, and uh, Last Podcast is a great setup of it. There's a lot of yeah. a lot of good stuff out there to check out. Until yeah, the light takes us to school. Um, I actually, we, we were talking the other day about Lords of Chaos. Like, that was a, I loved that. I thought it was great, the movie. Yeah, I just recently saw that just movie. That yeah. is a good um, entry point, if you're not familiar at all with the background yeah. of Mayhem and kind of the formation of black metal and all the craziness surrounded it. But like you said, mayhem sort of started as black Sabbath, in the sense that they were like, let's create evil, scary music and, yeah. uh, you know, kind of shock people. And then it somehow evolved into the satanic version of like gangster rap where there were actual yeah. murders yeah. and, <laughs> <laughs> and all that. It is a crazy, definitely a, a, a dark, Kind of uh, silly, definitely over the topness to just the whole, whole thing, and yeah. um, you know. I so, think even like if you're putting on that that facade of like we're evil, like look at us, you know, like pushing in the faces of everyone else, like it's got to be theatrical. Like you're putting on a character. Yeah. You're not really right. you know walking around in corpse paint every day just because you feel that way and identify with it. <laughs> it's like, cause you want to look like an asshole and like freak people out. Like that's why. So right. it's funny and that it's very, it's very silly on one hand and got very serious on other hands. It's, it's super interesting. Yeah. I mean, sort of, I think like kind of the perfect story to sum all this up is, uh, it's a true story, but it's perfectly portrayed in the Lords of chaos movie. We're basically, the original vocalist of Mayhem, um, very depressed guy. Long story short, he commits suicide. Um, his, he, his name is Dead. Yeah, his stage name was Dead. Yeah. That, that'll and, come up later on with our list of <laughs> facts about Mayhem. He, uh, he, he killed himself, uh, gun to the skull. Um, so the... Uh, founding member Mayhem, remind me his name. Um, yes. He was uh, the guitarist, and he took pictures of the body. Um, he took pictures of the skull and the, everything that was blown apart, and, you know, he kind of spread it and wore it on various things as, like, a badge of honor, and what he did was... Uh, he had necklaces made for himself and the other band members with skull fragments that he said was yeah. parts of his That's skull. The, the inner circle, that was like the, you're the truest and like coolest leaders of the scene got the skull necklaces, which is like, right. 
so crazy. <laughs> and but you you find out as the story progresses, as you get into the story, and as if you see the Lords of Chaos movies, this is like revealed down the road. Spoiler alert! Um, but he admits that they're not fragments of his skull; they're animal skull. <laughs> so yeah. it was like that's kind of like the perfect story of of like something real life and serious happens a suicide they do something ridiculous and very morbid and evil and take pictures of it but at the yeah, same like time he, he legit he's... like he found dead and then went out to like a convenience store got a camera came back took pictures of it which you can yeah. see i've seen them they're absolutely insane yeah and then like then called the cops to like right. clean up his friend is so right. crazy Meanwhile, though, he's like a kid who's hurting and yeah. trying to put on a show. Yeah. And, he, you know, he cannot go all the way and actually do the human skull thing. Because even for him, that's fucked up. Like, he knows he already, <laughs> yeah. Went, yeah. He knows he already went overboard with the pictures. But, you know, yeah. to me, that's like the perfect example of like how over the top crazy and morbid and evil and serious and silly, like, it all got. And yeah. there's a lot yeah. more stories like that, believe it or yeah. not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, but with all that in mind, we thought, you know, Metallica are arguably the originators of thrash metal, but definitely one of the founding bands of thrash metal. Mayhem, arguably the originators of black metal. Definitely, uh, you know, one of the founding members of true Norwegian black metal, as they like to call it. <laughs> And uh, I thought, what better way than to make a top 10 list comparing the bands? And I realized as I was doing this, they basically, basically are the same band. So I'm going to just go down uh, my list. I'm going to, you know, start at 10 and work my way down to mm-hmm. like a proper countdown. Okay. All right. So yeah. number 10 actually ties in with what we talked about. Number 10, Jonas Ackerlund directed the Lords of Chaos movie as well as several Metallica music videos, including the video for Man Unkind off Hardwired to Self-Destruct, which is a... Uh, he uses the cast from Lords of Chaos. It's basically Mayhem uh, impersonators singing Metallica on stage. Mm-hmm. So that's sort that's of your, my number that's, 10. That should have been your number one right there. Like there. <laughs> you would, well, I mean, you would I think that. I can't wait that. to see what else you I mean, done. you would yeah. think that, but... Yeah. There's um, so many more things. You know what's really fascinating is that David Ellison, of all people, helps me with my ah. Ah. David. <laughs> David fucking Ellison. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Or well. as um, some people call him, Junior. Drink again. Uh, I had to finish that beer. Now, this should be interesting because um, I'm going from, I have a few fall beers I have to clear out of my fridge. So I'm going from uh, an Imperial Pumpkin now to a Heady Topper IPA. So, nice, nice. Oh, that's <laughs> I might interesting. Need a, I've got an, an Alina by Alchemist. Different one. Great brewery so, from Vermont uh, for those of you... Um, Living nowhere by Vermont. (laughs) (laughs) I took a sip of wine to cleanse my palate like a true um, craft beer drinker. Anyways, number nine. Number nine. 
you know, like I said before, uh, word of mouth tape trading sort of helped spread the message of both these bands. And uh, Metallica arguably started tape trading for metal bands, right? The No Life to Leather demo and all that, making its rounds. And Mayhem, they were well-known how to cult falling before they ever released a proper record, just from word of mouth and people trading bootlegs and this and that. So number nine, word spread about each because of tape trading. Number eight, both have experimented with different genres of music. Um, Later Mm. Mayhem, Later Mm. Mayhem, um, experiments a bit with some more uh, symphonic avant-garde elements. Um, so I so I read. I not actually heard that part. Of <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to. Have you listened to the? I was listening to the Death Brush EP today. I think it was we were talking, and the first song. I forgot what the first song was, but it's just like this electronic timpani sound. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so silly with the rest of it. It's just like... Like that... You might have a point there. That's a pretty strange introduction to a black metal EP. <laughs> yeah, they definitely experimented with like, different things. Yeah. Yeah, they experimented with a fucking Casio keyboard at <laughs> but midnight. At midnight hammered. I'm like, this sounds good, wasn't it? No. So they had a... <laughs> Casio timpani and Metallica had, you know, hurdy gurdies and a couple country western yeah. songs and you know. Yeah. They um, had the they had the San Francisco <laughs> Symphony Orchestra <laughs> with real timpanis. <laughs> uh, number seven. Both bands had genre defined debut albums. I feel like that's a hard one to dispute, you know? And Six, both had members who started other popular and influential bands of the same genre. Mm. Because you had Varg from Burzum, who joined Mayhem as the bass player. And of course, a little known man named I'm Dave Mustaine. (laughs) Did I hire my little friend, Junior Drake? And... His real name is David Elson. Drink again, bitch. <laughs> Are you just saying his name while you're opening your beer? Yes. You're the worst. <laughs> uh, well, that's... So um, that was a pretty good one, I thought. I feel like um, it's good. Except I think the timeline is... It's a little. It's uh, opposite. Well, it's it's Varg. Varg, Varg starts Burzum, yeah. and that gets him into Mayhem right. later, I believe. But still, it's, a, it's still the same. same yeah. deal. Do, do not shit on my top ten list. Okay, I'm gonna shit on. I'm gonna shit on it. It's my job. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm recognizing <laughs> the timelines are it's different. It's a shitty list, and someone's got to point it out. But the facts <laughs> remain the same. You bitch. Um, number five. Both have had band members who have died. Cliff Burden and the tragic tour bus accident, and yeah, uh, you know, others from Actually, half of mayhem at one point, suicide, yeah. and uh, yeah. various other dark ways. Number four, <laughs> both have former members who brag about their importance to the band despite the band <laughs> continuing on successfully without them. <laughs> 
You're a real son of a bitch. You know that? You're a real son of a bitch. That's a, that's a personal insult. That was pointed at me. <laughs> Again, going back to um, Varg and... Uh, Everyone knows you're talking about Dave Mistake. Everyone knows. <laughs> um, in case you have not yet realized that Varg and Mustaine are the same person. Number three, <laughs> both have former members with controversial political views. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dave Mustaine about, you know, immigration, abortion, and God knows what else. And, uh, Varg on uh, Varg being a fucking Nazi, anybody who's basically. not white and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know. yeah, being a full on doomsday prepper these days. <laughs> um, number two, this one's my personal favorite. It's, I think that this could have been number one, should have been number one. Um, both bands, Metallica and Mayhem, are completely indifferent about David Ellison. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the truest point so far. (laughs) And the number one way Metallica and Mayhem are basically the same band. Both bands are known for burning down old historical Norwegian churches. Did you know that? (laughs) (laughs) It's not something James and Lars publicize widely, but... Uh But it it happened. It happened. No, it's it was the um it was a tragic. What was that that um cooking device on Arrested Development? The cornballer, <laughs> the cornballer accident in a Norwegian church, and James has got to have his cornballs on a nightly basis. So it it happened. They don't talk. They don't talk about it. But it happened. It happened by accident in '85 on their first tour of Norway. <laughs> Uh, and that's an Ellison burp. Okay. Oh, God. Listen, you have to keep it interesting for the folks at home. Hopefully, yeah. not in their car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, in typical um, crossover fashion, I'm now going to bring up Megadeth way too much because I don't think that Metallica <laughs> and Mayhem are the same band. I think. Megadeth and Mayhem are the same band. Oh, what? And I've got ten reasons to prove it. Listen, I did not know this was happening. This is a total shock to my system. You're this a liar, like, and I told this, you earlier, plus I would have done it anyway, listen, and you know that. <laughs> listen, no, this is unacceptable. Um, I've already gotten complaints that this Metallica podcast features way too much Dave Mustaine in, t- in, in impression form. In conversation form, we've analyzed Megadeth lyrics. Enough Megadeth. Um, we, we have to move on. I'm sorry. This is the Metallica podcast. Without Dave Mustaine, you don't have Kill Em All and Parts of Ride the Lightning. This is a oh, Metallica. Oh, did, did you write all the riffs on uh, Reload too? Huh? Or on Hardwired? No, no one cares about Reload. As long I as the first four Reload. albums are there, no one cares about <laughs> Greg, I'm going to have so much hate mail. Sent to your house in oh, the I know. forms of 
I can't dog wait. shit on fire on your footstep. <laughs> Billy Madison style. You you will get some tweets that are, well, actually, Milo is a really good album if you look at it from a different standpoint. <laughs> and my justification is I don't care. I'll listen to the first four until they're worn out. You listen, rest, to, you listen to the Black Album, so you're a liar. Say, I am a liar. I so the first five. And you like some songs off Load and Reload. And you like Hardwired. Yes, Hardwired's great. And you... <laughs> <laughs> so see how so, quickly this is unraveling. Pretty great. Mr. Tough uh, Guy. I, I want to I be one of the trues. Oh, I only can like the first four. But reality is, I'm a bitch. <laughs> and I'm a liar. <laughs> Why am I calling you a bitch so many times today? <laughs> oh, you have some repressed oh. feelings about me. I don't know. I'll make I'll make it up with some uh, skeleton and snuggles later. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know what? I now I feel bad because I've been insulting you a lot. And Greg, you know, you're my best buddy, and it's the holiday season. I I really should be more respectful towards you. So out of because of our friendship, and only because of our friendship, I will allow you to say your uh, top ten list on um, on this episode. Well, I appreciate you have my that. Blessing. It means a you lot. That's, that's great. And plus, I was going to do it anyway, so here we go. Number ten. <laughs> Both Dead and Dave Mustaine's voices are jarring and beautiful to Aysten Arsa. That's a, that's a mayhem reference. <laughs> <laughs> they both have horrifically distinct voices. <laughs> It, it, was he the vocalist of that song that you sent me earlier today? No, that was that he was a that was a little later singer. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> that was so they they clearly don't choose to. <laughs> they're not too picky about their vocalists. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Number nine. Dead would bury clothes and props before a show, then dig them up so he would accurately portray death. Dave Mustaine did a goofy impersonation of being electrocuted in the No More Mr. Nice Guy video. <laughs> so they both are trying to portray. You know what's you know what's funny? I saw on uh, Twitter today the Megadeth uh, Twitter posted the still from that music video of the goofy picture <laughs> of Dave Mustaine in the electric yeah. chair, and I forgot yeah. that it was Alex Cooper yeah. pulling the. Uh, flicking the switch. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Classic. That's a good one. Uh. Okay. Let's see. Now some of them are going to get really good. Here we go. Now you had some pretty powerful arguments. I'll I'll give you that. So here's one of mine. Uh. Both bands are metal, and their first release, Death Crush and Killing Is My Business, are badass. <laughs> this is an opinion. Number not, seven. Not. 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 Um. Not fact. I'm sorry. <laughs> Continue. That is a straight up fact. You can look it up. <laughs> uh, number seven. We have some similar ones too, which is good. Um, uh, so then I have, yeah, number seven. Both bands have two long term members, Negata, Dave Mustaine, and David Ellison. Drink. Oh, drink. You son, you sly son of a gun. Mayhem, Necro Butcher, and Hellhammer. And then this is kind of like, I, I kind of workshop this a little to, to figure it out. I haven't quite figured out how to put it. So I got a bunch. It's kind of like a a side quest for number seven. 
Uh, both have more hired guns than a John Wick movie. Both have more horses' asses than a spaghetti western. Uh, both have more ringers than that Johnny Knoxville movie, The Ringer. <laughs> um, both have more unknown dicks than that Bukaki video. I did not watch last night. I did not watch it. Um, number six. That's Bukaki. <laughs> I, I did this one as an analogy because I also don't want to say it. Um, <laughs> Mayhem failed to emulate Venom as Megadeth failed to become <clears throat> number five. Uh, <laughs> say it! <laughs> I didn't write that down, so that's all I can say. <laughs> I don't want you to be able to isolate that. And just send it to me over and over on a daily basis. That would just be the whole episode. <laughs> what, what was the rest of the hour we talked yeah. about? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. Both bands are subjectively bad to the greater public. Fucking <laughs> <And laughs> amazing to people who matter, like other bands in their scene and other musicians. Yeah. That's, you know, most people hate them, but the people who That's... matter. Level. That's fair. Um, Ooh, that's fair. I promise you, I'm now singing a ballad off the world. Is that off the world needs a hero? Off the world needs a hero. I promise you, I don't remember the melody. Because the songs yeah, aren't very good. But I'm going to sing the title again. Promises. <laughs> I'm glad you sung that so no one's listening now so I can drop this, this weak ass argument uh, Megadeth and Mayhem both rely heavily on electric guitars so you know uh, <laughs> that's not it that, that's the falsest thing you've said <laughs> um, let's see alright I think I pull it back around at the end uh, Dead would self-mutilate by cutting himself deeply on stage and Dave Mustaine electrocuted himself on his own electric fence like a real evil genius. That's, that's going to hold That's going to be a good one. Um, both bands focused on pushing the boundaries of evil and love rubbing, rubbing it in normal people's faces. That was that one like I, I'm really believing because they're, you know, Dave loved to like piss people off and the same with, with well, like all the Norse guys. Yeah. Until... Until he turned his back on the Dark Lord. And now he, there's like certain bands he would not even let them play on the same bill. You know who does not censor the bands who play with them? Metallica, because they love Satan. And Satan loves Metallica. Next number. <laughs> you know why Dave loves Jesus now? is because he can't do cocaine and heroin on a daily basis. <laughs> that is the... And whose fault is that? All right, He did too much of a good thing. So Which, it's his own fault. Again, brings me back to the first ever black metal band. Too much of a good thing. <laughs> Poison. Poison, <laughs> yes. First ever yeah. black metal band. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Whatever that song was, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Round and round. Rat, the first black metal band. <laughs> we are rat and poison. <laughs> The Godfathers of Black Norwegian Metal. Continue. 
That was okay, my Brett Michaels. I'm sorry. That was my Brett Michaels. Um. All right. Last one is Mayhem and Megadeth both have bass players. Necro Butcher and David, David Ellison. Oh, <laughs> you rascal. Uh, for a moment, I thought you were going to say uh, the bass player before David Ellison when he was on the band, James Lomenzo. <laughs> was that his name? <laughs> what was his name? I think I nailed it. I forget. That might be it. That would have been a real curveball, you son of a bitch. Uh, Necro Butcher, still, still rocking in mayhem. He's the reason like yeah. they're a band still. Him and Hellhammer, uh, they're the... Probably a couple of real pieces of shit that are just hanging in there and won't die. <laughs> so, I don't know them at all, and I don't care. Uh. I feel like um, they are a good example of never meet your heroes. Yeah. I feel like that's most of everyone we've talked about today. Don't, don't, don't do it. If you like them, don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, those were, yeah, um, I think, was... I think we explained in a fairly concise amount of time, uh, yeah. how thrash metal led to black metal and how Metallica mayhem. And I'll say it, you convinced me Megadeth, all three of them are basically the same band. Mega Himica. Mega Himica. What? <laughs> Cause it's going to be Megadeth, mayhem, Metallica, Mega Himica. Mega, Mega Hemica. I can't even it pronounce that. Jewish. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a Jewish girl's like Hebrew middle name. Should <laughs> also Hemica. probably be the title oh, of this episode. If the title Mega Hemica does not make you listen, what will? That's a tough name to smash together. But, uh, Do you have any other suggestions? Mega Megatalahemica. Megatalahemica. Yeah. It's, uh, um, I feel like uh, you need like the, you could do like the Met Death Him. <laughs> Met Sounds like you have and that's like, just problem. Yeah. Met Death Him. <laughs> death him. Uh. <laughs> well, I think, you know, what better way to start ending this episode than to celebrate mm. the fact that it is the end of the year, 2019, yeah. a decade Another decade in the books, um, 2020, right around the corner. And there's been a lot of uh, albums uh, that have come out you in know what? Uh, you know what? the there 2019. Have. Have and um, some great, some good, some bad. And I thought um, it would be fun um, to share a few of our favorites from the year, whether metal or non-metal or whatever. Yeah floated okay. our boats in no spe- in no particular order or if you yeah. have an order then you overachieved because i did not put mine in any order um i have a strict scaling system with a very uh <laughs> high profile point grading uh ranked alphabetical so yeah um, no, I, just, I just i looked up ones and just hoped that they're from 2019 <laughs> that's all i was <laughs> Well, I find that like, oh, I listen to that a lot. What year was that? Oh, twenty nineteen. Yes, I find that I lose track of albums, and there were like a every year. There's like a handful of albums that I listen to a lot at the start of two thousand nineteen, and by the end of two thousand nineteen, I've moved on to other albums, 
And then yeah. there are other albums I listen to all year long. And then there are other albums where I'm like, was that 2017, 18, 19? I have no freaking yeah. clue, but I still listen to them all the time. You know, it all just blends in with each other is my point. So it, it is, uh, it's challenging. Um, it's also so much music out there and yeah. that I, I feel like on a weekly basis, we're discovering new bands, good and bad. Um, I know, I know there's going to be albums. I think of acid, the fact I'm like, Oh shit, I should have included that. album as one of my few or, or somebody's going yeah. to write me on, uh, the social media or something and be like, Hey, have you heard this album? And be like, yeah, actually I haven't. I just forgot about it. Or yeah. maybe I've not, and I need to check it out. But, uh, Either way, um, yeah, point being, a lot of records, and hard to keep track of them all. So, should we just do this trading off, like I give one, you yeah. give one or something? Yeah, we'll do a, do a few back and forth, that's cool. So, um, I decided I would do my best to kind of uh, choose like one non-metal release, and then maybe one more like mainstream metal rock release, and then one more kind of underground release. Um, okay. I'll start with my non-metal album first. I have to go with uh, the album Ghost Teen by Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. Um, nice. Greg knows how much I love me some Nick Cave. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. One of my mm -hmm. favorite songwriters. Also uh, has a Metallica connection because Metallica covered their song Lover Man on Garage Inc. And uh, also one of James Hetfield's favorite uh, songwriters. I'm not sure I would have uh, heard of them if uh, not for hearing that song back in middle school. Um, I mean, I would have heard them that eventually, but I discovered them sooner than I probably would have because of that song. So, um, but their new album, anyways, I digress. <laughs> yeah. Their new... Say, the only reason you know Nick Cave and like him is because James Hetfield likes him. We all know that. <laughs> moving on. That's a long-winded way to say that. Moving on. <laughs> not true. I mean, I've heard of him because of James Hetfield, but, you know, I would have eventually <laughs> discovered him and liked him on my own. We know. We know. If Papa Hat <laughs> likes them, they can only be so bad. <laughs> Anyways, you stupid bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. What is the matter with you? You have a child. You're a father. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what she told me before she went to bed? You gotta talk to Uncle Greg because he's a bitch. <laughs> She's only six <laughs> weeks old. She's saying that. What the hell are you teaching her? You're going to get that kid taken away. <laughs> Anyways, um, it's definitely not an album to check out if you've never heard Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds before. <laughs> um, it's a very, it's a long record. It's a double record. It's um, <laughs> a depressing record. Um, it's, it builds off what he established his last album. He started doing more um, kind of ambient sounds. And uh, there are piano flourishes. There are percussion flourishes. There's some bass here and there. But traditional instrumentation is sort of like background noise. His voice provides the melody. And then it's just sort of like a, a long soundscape. Um and it is <laughs> I love that your first one is literally like it's Nick Cave you gotta listen to his entire catalog before you get into it it's an hour long ambient <laughs> like medley 
with flourishes of actual instruments. Uh, it's super depressing, so you're not going to play it at a party. But, no, it's good, guys. Trust me. <laughs> Listen, all I'm saying is that I understand it's not for everybody. But for me, it was one of the albums I enjoyed the most. And uh, he he kind of released it without much fanfare. He did like an online Q&A. Somebody mm-hmm. asked about new music. And he was like, oh, yeah, I'm dropping it. Uh, it was like a week or two after that. That was the first time anybody's ever heard of it. He's not done any uh, proper promotion for it like you would other albums. Like there's been no music video. There's been no, uh, you know, performances on any tv shows or anything or like really a lot of interviews or anything like that so he just sort of dropped it and it is what it is for now we'll see if he does anything with it down the road but it's um his son died a few years ago so it's the first record he's written completely after that so it's just a lot of it's about like grief and coping with grief and did he do do skeleton tree when that was happening yeah so skeleton well skeleton tree was the album before and okay he it was predominantly written before the death and then they finished it after the death so that was like in between and this is like the first full album where he's sort of processing everything yeah Um, so it's a a really interesting kind of exploration of like that feeling and uh if you've ever experienced loss on any level you'll find something that you can uh relate to but uh like i said it's definitely not a record for everybody <laughs> yeah, yeah it's Sounds a challenging pretty heavy but it's probably it's, awesome like it's really a it's a heavy amazing. listen it could be a challenging listen it's a very um somber somber record because of uh uh just the overall sound and subject matter but it's really really well done and i was uh i thought skeleton tree his last one was his best in years and i honestly thought this one outdid it so cool very sweet uh anything else you'd like to say on your 10 minute debriefing of nick kate <laughs> by 10 minute debriefing on an album that nobody <laughs> listening to will like that no one knows about or will like if they do listen to it uh so mine i went the opposite of you i just went for all the black metal i've been listening to lately in some form or another um one that has i know we've talked about it we've talked about it just in passing on um corpse paint but i want to do one of the songs from there at some point is this band called som s-o-m-n from russia and their album i think it well yeah it's an album because it's like 40 minutes long but it's also like four tracks uh, the All Devouring is just super, super awesome. Um, it's kind of a Black Gaze album, but I kind of hesitate to say that because it's not straight up like a Black Gaze, but it's very like cinematic. So at some point, some point sounds like a movie score. Uh, it's very instrumental. It's like a lot of those bands that were around for a while that were just instrumental, like big thematic ones. I forget what they're, I think like Explosions in the Sky or something was one of them. They remind me a little bit of that, but it's also mixed with like this just really great like driving black metal, a um, lot of like chordy, evil sounding progressions and stuff. And it's just it's a very interesting album because it's it's really one forty minute piece of music or like you right. know two twenty basically two twenty minute ones, 
but they blend together so well. And like even during a, its own song, there's many like swells and 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 you know troughs to it. It's very dynamic. Uh, but I just like cannot stop listening to it. There's a lot of different feels. Um, there's some that are just like pure bleak black metal. Some is really heavy and chuggy. Some is just like almost triumphant at one part. It's very cool. Uh, and it's like these Russian kids, <laughs> which I found out recently. Was like, <laughs> it, you, I watched a video and it was like, these kids look like they're 20 years old, like just absolutely crushing this gorgeous piece of music. It was, it was very cool. I've been listening to it like nonstop since I've heard of it. It's, uh, it's definitely worth a listen. And I want to do on one of the tracks sometime on Corpse Paint. That'll be a good one. That is an album i've listened to but i need to do like a deep dive in because it's i've only probably given it one listen through and it's not an album you can really digest off one listen no Uh, absolutely not yeah it ended up kind of taking like a back burner to i feel like everything else that you know like the pro and con of today is that you are subjected to all like everything you're subjected to Mm. all the music all the yeah. TV, all the, like, so it's all within the, like, the palm of your hand, literally. Yeah. And, like, in your cell phone. But it becomes so overwhelming that sometimes, like, things fall through the cracks, or you're just like, oh, yeah. I'll get back to that. That's one of those I was like, I was listening to Doug, and I was like, I gotta get back to that, and then I just yeah. never yeah. truly did. Well, it's it's kind of cool, too, because uh, there's parts to it that definitely, like, grab you instantly, but there's also parts where it's like you've got to build up to it to get the full effect. I feel the same with right. a lot of like Dervig Einer, like Alfbrook. The beginning is just an absolute black metal ripper. And then it's like if you got dropped into the middle of a song, you'd just be lost. And it'd be like, this is right. a lot. I don't understand what's going on. Like it, it would, you probably possibly dig it, but it also would be a lot to take on without going through it. And that whole album of songs is like that. It's, it's there's definitely parts you will grab onto right away, but it just gets like richer, richer the more you listen to it. Very cool. And, and yeah. for those wondering what Greg's referencing, if uh, in episode one of Course Paint we play a Durbang Ina Freiheit song, I know that's a mouthful, but if you're <laughs> interested in checking it out, uh, I can like you know send out a link maybe on uh, social or something. But German black metal band super atmospheric and just incredible like incredibly sonic uh just really amazing stuff in their album that came out was that last year or 2017 i was 17 because i looked up to see if they had anything that was recent for year-end stuff but we just listened to it a lot this year yeah um actually their live in berlin one came out this year but i think we discovered them and the album like right at the end of 2017 like i think i saw a year endless yeah heard it and sent it to you then so we were more 2018 about. We were 2000 and late, as for you would say. Still crushing it. Still crushing it, girl. <laughs> so for another one of my releases, like I said, I decided to go uh, for more of like a mainstream metal rock release for this one. The no, the new Volbeat record, Rewind, Replay, Rebound. I really, really enjoyed. Um, they came out with their last album. I've, I've been a fan of all their records, uh, but the last one, I was sort of like, eh. It was one of those albums that I heard, and I was like, none of it's bad. None of it's really great. It just 
I gave it one or two playthroughs and I was sort of just done with it after that. There were other things out at the time that I rather listened to and it kind of fell by the wayside. So when Volby released a new album, I was interested, not overly excited. Um, Heard uh, a couple songs off it. I was like, oh, those are really catchy, like radio friendly songs. Pretty well done. Well, there was one that was like very metal oriented and one that was very like radio poppy but i like them both and then um the album as a whole really really uh fun album to listen to um if i have one complaint about it it probably runs a little bit too long there's probably there's no like bad song on it but there's probably two to three songs you would not miss if they were not on it um but some of the songs like uh there's a track on it die to live which is one of my favorite it's become one of my all-time favorite Volbeat songs, super rockabilly, super metal, just a really, really fun listen, complete with like piano and uh, like Jerry Lewis piano and like horn section and just like really, they went balls to the wall on that one. That one's really fun. There's a, it, It's just the album as a whole is just a great mix of uh, like classic rock, classic metal, rockabilly, country, pop, punk, kind of everything that they've done throughout their whole career and just kind of, just did in really fun songs this time around. Yeah, you sent me that one, and I listened through a bunch of it. In I was mixed on it. Some grabbed me, some didn't. Um, Sorry, sack of bones was one that that song was really cool. It was very catchy and like a kind of bizarre, like almost nineteen fifties sci fi feel to it, but like in a yeah. very cool way, like a little bit almost misfits like actually. Yeah, I, I, when yeah. I heard it, I'm like, yeah. this reminds me of. Uh, misfits big time like uh yeah it, it just like a weird bastard eyes surfer rock song <laughs> yeah yeah it's very cool yeah it's like if rob zombie was in the misfits like <laughs> it would be some yeah. bizarro punk like i don't know creep show band but i think it's a good like it's a good album that like there's a lot there people can grab onto there's a lot of like so many different elements and they're done well. So if you like a certain aspect of yeah. it, I'm sure there's at least parts that you will find very interesting. It's, yeah. And it, I think too, like timing of a record is important. And I think this sometimes is overlooked by certain people, but like that one came out beginning of August. Like it was just like a fun summertime album. You could play at mm-hmm. the beach, you could play in the car. Like you could blast in the car with like the windows down. And it's just like one of those albums where it's like, just fun to like crank and like sing along to um and just sort of it's just sort of like a a mindless album like unlike your your example where i was like i need to go back to it and kind of digest it and i love records like that but sometimes i just need to like put on a record and be like that was fun and this is one of those records it does not involve much thought the lyrics are what they are you know the there's nothing you know much to it nothing groundbreaking it's just really well done fun pop rock metal yeah yeah absolutely uh so yeah keeping with my i've just been listening to a shitload of black metal this year (laughs) of all kinds um another one i listen to a lot uh is a band called nordjevel n-o-r-d-j-e-v-e-l and their album necrogenesis came out this year and that's like it's kind of cool because it's almost the opposite of um, 
of some where it's all very much one track oriented. It's really riffy. It's almost like a thrash influence, but it's like blistering black metal. It's, you know, kind of like the speed of Dervig Einer Freiheit and, you know, really top tier stuff. But it's, it's very cool that it's a lot of riff oriented stuff. Um, it, it has, they have like such their own feel too, which is kind of cool. You can, I feel like if you heard riffs of other songs, you'd be like, oh, is that, is that them? It, it's very distinct. Yeah. Um, it, they almost remind me like, not exactly, but in a way like Amona Marth, where they use, they have like very different feeling songs. Like it feels like one band, but they try different things. They slow down in different parts or add little elements here and there to mix it up. Uh, I feel like Amona Marth does that a lot. And it's just a, it's just a like really solid black metal album that really, really dug this year. I keep, I find myself just going back to it over and over again, even if it's a couple of the songs, but most of the album is just like fantastic. Um, I really, I really loved that one. I don't know. I must have sent you a song or two at some point, but we do that so you, often it kind of gets lost in the shuffle. Probably did, and it might have been one of those albums that I added. And, and again, yeah. I was like, oh, I'll get back to that. Send it to me again. I'll see if I have it in my uh, library of music to check out. You know what? My list is. But I will. My list is growing. Will. <laughs> yeah. Your favorite thing to do is just hit add and then do a clean sweep every like season. <laughs> it's like, what was this? What was this? What well, was this? This time of year, I do it. This time of year, I do it almost weekly because. Yeah. I there's so much year end stuff, and I check it all out just to see if there's any new albums yeah. or new bands that I miss and I'll just yeah. add any ones that sound interesting or look interesting and then I yeah. listen I'm like oh that one's cool shit 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 <laughs> <laughs> delete 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 yep. some albums make it like are in my library for like an hour and then some are yeah. in my library yeah. for like seven years I'm finally like delete <laughs> I love when you're like, we'll send each other a song. We're like, I don't know if I like this. And you're, you usually are like, I added it so I can delete it later. <laughs> you already know ahead of time. Like, There's no way I'm keeping this, but I just added it for the fun of deleting in a month. Yeah. You know, there yeah, is a sense. part of me that, there's a big part of me that misses like going to the record store and especially like, going with like friends and like just like scouring new albums. And, but like now that record stores are kind of, dying i mean they're still around and at least in certain parts like but you know they're a dying thing and now that um like even if i did go to record store i'd be going by myself most of the time um, yeah like apple music i think has been really fun in that regard for us because we can just instantly share new music and uh cool bands cool albums and uh i know i know streaming has some naysayers uh, in the elitist yeah. but it before it's uh, it's been cool for us because we just share music nonstop. Yeah, it's. I think the finding stuff that really grabs onto you and like impacts your life is <laughs> worth more than the search of going to a foreign city to try to find <laughs> yeah. something and spending colossal amounts of money and time. Like that's something we can't do anymore. But right, yeah. Not to say that that's a bad thing, just something we're not able to do. So I think it's our band-aid fix that we still get to have fun doing that kind of thing right and uh to kind of tie in with all that is my third album um i was hesitant to include this album 
Uh, oh. Only for the reason it, that is it on my list too? <laughs> I have no, one I don't, on here. I don't think, think so. I don't be. think so. Okay, all right. The because the reason it's hesitant, I was hesitant to put on my uh, on my list is because I just heard of this band and just heard of this album uh, at the beginning of this week. But I oh okay, no, yeah. I am hooked on this record um, to the point where maybe this is just a rash decision, uh, and I'll think back and be like. Oh, I probably should not have included that on like my year end favorites because, but I've been listening to nonstop on loop for several days now. I got to go with, uh, my, my gut. I got to go with my gut on this one. Not my brain, but with my gut. This is going to be something big like Britney Spears or like the total, <laughs> like Robbie Williams greatest hits. Like it's going to be a left field. Something bizarre is coming. <laughs> no, it's not left field. It's just, I literally just discovered this band and just the, this okay. album but i've really uh enjoyed it the album is the ruins of fading light the band is crypt sermon um so doom metal not my thing generally not my thing um you know there are bands out there that uh are heavily influenced by black sabbath i love black sabbath um and and some of it's better than others um a lot of doom metal gets like a little too stoner metal for me and it's like 10 minutes of like plotting tempos and yeah with not the much same slow yeah the same like yeah it's just like a slow riff over and over and the music goes nowhere to me like it's not a journey as soon as the music starts i'm hearing the same thing you know three minutes later uh, it, it's just not my thing and um Crip Sermon is a band that they have two albums out. They are generally classified as doom metal, but they're so much more than that because they have up-tempo stuff. They have, like, the I, I listened to their first album once. Like I said, I just discovered this band. I listened to their first album once. Definitely more of a Sabbath-oriented record, uh, but still with, like, um, new wave of British heavy metal influences, but this record is like a perfect mix of like Aussie era, black Sabbath, Dio era, black Sabbath, new wave of British heavy metal. I hear some Metallica at times. I hear a little Megadeth at, at times I hear a little, even like in his voice and parts, even like a little Alice in Chains and stuff. Like it's just sort mm -hmm. of a good blend of everything. Um, it's a really well done record. Um, I I this band's new to me. I I forget the singer's name offhand. I'm going to look it up real quick. But his voice uh, has a, a great range, and it had and like really makes the band for me. The, the I mean the songwriter the songwriting is good. The music the musicianship's good. But like, he can pull off like the Dio power metal, and then do like a a Heffield bark, and then do like a black metal screech all yeah. within like 30 seconds yeah those, you sent that to it, me too and it was like i listened to a few of the songs which were really really good like i agree i was surprised that i liked it <laughs> like yeah it's a doom it's a doom power metal band with like old school thrash feel i'm like well yeah. i'll give this 30 seconds and then it was actually like i listened to the first song like a couple times it was really cool and but you can definitely pick up those like influences. They like wear them on their sleeve pretty strong, but they're very good. It's like 
I was trying to think of what it sounded like, and it was it reminded me of something like if Dio was singing for Iron Maiden, and it was produced yes. by like a metalcore. You know, it was like there's so much production behind it, though. It doesn't sound retro. It just sounds retro in like the styling. Um, right. So it was very cool. It was very different. And there's Brooks way Wilson more than that the in the album, but just, yeah. Brooks Wilson is the singer's name. And uh, so I, I did like a little bit of research on the band. Cause I was just like, who are these guys? They're from Philadelphia. Yeah. So they're not too far <laughs> from where I'm at. Um, they, they call themselves Epic Doom Metal, which I think is a good way to describe it. But I read a great yeah. quote from one of them. It might have been the singer that says, you know, you listen to a lot of Doom Metal and there's a lot of emphasis on the doom and not a lot of emphasis on the metal part of it. Yeah. And I was like, that's yeah. that's why I generally do not like a lot of doom metal. And they kind of flip it where they're like, we're just going to make badass metal with like yeah. doom elements, which I yeah. totally dig. And it's like I said, it's a good blend of everything. Um, I If you're not familiar with them, I would definitely check it out, especially if that sounds like it's in your wheelhouse. And if you're a Metallica fan, I think that it is it will be very much in your wheelhouse. Um, it was not an album I was originally going to go with. Cause like I said, I just discovered this uh, album, but I've been listening to so much lately, uh, more so than other records that I discovered months ago that I'm like, let me just go with it. And uh, I'm interested to see, it's one of those bands that are young. They only have two albums out and their sounds already evolved so much from their first and second album that whenever they get around to doing record number three, it'll be really interesting to see where they go. Yeah, yeah, it's very cool. I want to definitely give a a listen to. Um, I only got through a couple songs, but it definitely warrants like a a good dive into it. Do you want to do any more? You want to do? I got. If not, I got a couple honorable mentions. Maybe just to like. Yeah, I think I might have a couple honorable mentions. Yeah, well, one for me was um, you actually sent this to me via another friend to go with our underground sharing. Uh, Inf- Infant Annihilator, The Battle of Yeldaboa. That was a cool album because it was like so crazy. <laughs> it's yeah. one of those. It's, I kind of, I feel like I've gravitated towards black metal so much because of like, I really like momentum in a song and like the constant blast beats kind of builds that. Um, whereas death metal can kind of get a little chuggy and, I feel like the momentum gets chopped up and that's not a bad thing, but not as much my favorite thing, but this album has just like so many elements and it's, it's just like pure badass death metal and like, yeah, very, very forward thinking. It's very different than anything else I've heard. Um, super technical, hyper technical. (laughs) It's very, very strange, but a very awesome listen. It's a lot to digest. The band name alone is worth yeah. a listen. Infant yeah. Annihilator. Yeah. I, I don't what does it say any... about me that I discovered this album right before I had an infant? It's, it tells you that your <laughs> friends are warped <laughs> and they know what you like. That's what it tells, that's what it tells me. <laughs> uh, that, is a, uh, that is a great album. Um, and I mentioned for me, and I... I probably going to butcher this uh the pronunciation of this band um i think it's pronounced seer it's s-a-o-r um it's a scottish word uh it's like a scottish gaelic word for free um 
they have an album out called uh, Forgotten Paths, and it's like an atmospheric uh, black metal record, but mixed with like Scottish folk music. <laughs> I definitely sent them bizarre. your. I definitely <laughs> sent them your way. If you saw the album cover, yeah, you would be like, yeah. "Oh yeah, that band." Um, How do you spell it again? What was it? S A O R. Oh yeah, I remember you saying this. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. it's another one of those like, uh, I think it's like a forty minute record. There's four tracks on the whole album, yeah. uh, one of which is just like a kind of a short instrumental too. So the three the other three songs are really much more branched out, and mm. it's ties in with uh you know kind of like the black gaze that you mentioned before and um kind of in line with a band like Death Heaven, but then you have like yeah. the folk music pulled in and uh in the Scottish elements so that really made it unique for me and it's it's jarring and a little silly at first to like hear like a blast beat and then like more traditional Celtic music, but they make it work and it, it's it, if I'm understanding correctly too, it's really just one guy that's behind it. They have a, they yeah. have like four albums out. I'm not that familiar with them. This album just sort of yeah. like popped up, and I really dug it. And I'm looking forward to at some point in uh, 2020 going back and kind of checking out their other stuff and seeing, yeah. uh, uh, you know, what it does for me. But yeah, that that was sort of uh, a record that stood out to me. Yeah, that's sweet. Um, my one last, like, really quick honorable mention is uh, Death Heaven Black Brick single. Um, Super. I really, yeah, I, I really like Death Heaven, but it, for me, the last album, it got, they pushed the musicality so much that I was like, I really, I love that they're a black metal band that does some musical stuff, but yeah. I was really kind of excited to see them go the other way with it and have just like a, seven minute long ripping black metal song so that that made me happy and i listened to that a ton um on repeat so a few for days, those so. of you who do not know how would you describe like uh black gaze because uh, we've mentioned the term a lot and i feel like deaf heaven is probably at least in america probably a band that's yeah. associated the most with that genre yeah. they're a very controversial band in the black metal world because they're not traditional black metal, which is ironic no. because the song that you that you mentioned, which was a single that came out this year, is like old school, straight up death metal, uh, black metal rather. But yeah. their full length albums really are a mix. Like the, I, I guess the best way yeah. I can describe it, and you can build off it yeah. and put it into your own words, it's if you take like old school Norwegian black metal. And mix it with, um, mix it with the Smashing Pumpkins, but add like the jam bandness of like a of a fish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But hmm, but but I but so. when I say jam bandness, <laughs> I don't mean like a twenty minute like improvised guitar solo. I just mean like very, um, but it's it seems jammy, even though it's all um composed yeah i Very totally get what you mean because at like one point you said 15 minute songs <laughs> yeah yeah uh one on their last album one of the songs you pointed out you're like this 
three-minute intro just sounds like a Berkeley jam band like section yeah. you know like just a bunch of good musicians noodling for about three minutes and it's like yeah that makes sense but it's yeah very hard to describe it's like a like a shoegaze band mixed with black metal mixed with like like I don't even know like pop music parts but also avant-garde song structure where <laughs> it's just like yeah. it, it doesn't make sense and it's way too long i don't know like a lot it's, of uh, it's very like lyrically yeah. very like stream of consciousness there's not a yeah. set like chorus verse um uh, it does yeah. it typically does not follow like uh a traditional song structure but still will have yeah. like repeated elements you know so it's yep. it's sort of just like a weird um it's it's if yeah. like your Netflix algorithm got really fucked up and just <laughs> yeah. everything together. <laughs> Started making little Frankenstein babies out of black metal. Yeah. Um, it's also weird that like music is such a big focus on it because even the like Death Heaven, he only I think until the last album he sang like a couple lines, but other than that, it's purely black metal vocals. Yeah, and even over like the poppy parts, so it's very and there's strange, and they're like very far back in the mix. Was, so like you can't I was even say, make there's them like out. There's like a very ever. there's a very like characteristic production with a lot of like the black gaze bands where you have like the vocals are turned down in the mix and kind of take a back seat to the the guitars and the other yeah. instrumentation. Absolutely, yeah. It's kind this, of like if like, you took if you had like a very uh it's it's kind of like atmospheric sense without the sense yeah yeah it is yeah and it's funny too because it's like it takes all like the best parts of every genre and puts them together but it also pisses off everyone who loves the separate genres <laughs> so they're like <laughs> the most hated bands of they yeah. like black metal people hate them because they're so like poppy and weird and avant-garde poppy people hate them because it's all black metal screaming it's right. like there's a very fine line between <laughs> of, yeah. of who likes them and who would like them i don't sure. give a shit it, okay. and, well it's funny because Whatever. that's sort of um i mean in high school i discovered black metal death metal and i feel like there were a number of years where i sort of was away from like that scene and bands like that i I, that are doing something different with that, I feel like is what's got me back into uh, the scene over like the last three to five years um, yeah. where I've sort of been discovering like this new wave of uh, black and death metal bands. And just like, it's interesting, like taking a backseat for a number of years and then jumping back in and being like, Oh, this is how the styles evolved. And even when they're not like taking a different direction, just how technical, um, like some of the death metal bands are and stuff these days, it just is a whole like other level of uh, musicianship. It's weird. You can go through like phase, even just black metal. I'm going through like, I've gotten back to so much of the original stuff lately. And then even like all this brand new things. And you can just see these like stylistically, these phases where it's like, you know, mayhem's like a bar rock band at some points, you know, it's like evil sounding, but it's not like, technical it's just a couple like garage band riffs right. and then it moves on to more like more technical but not necessarily that much and then like really in the mid 90s it gets pretty technical and then 
even after that and like currently it's like almost like technical brutal death metal where it's just like 250 blast beats a second you know like yeah just absolutely flying like that's a lot of the stuff now is like hyper speed um very technical stuff so it's weird to see those like chunked out over time um it's cool though it's, you get a lot of different variety out of it for sure any yeah. other uh honorable mentions that's all I got. I got I got plenty more I'm listening to, but uh for the year end stuff, that's the that's the stuff that was great this year in my book. I'm gonna throw one more out there. A band well, please don't. Uh, <laughs> a band one of my friends introduced me to that are just so ridiculous that I have to mention them. Beast in Black, a uh, yeah. band from yeah. Finland who um they're another Fairly new band. They have a couple albums out. Their second album is what uh, I primarily have uh, listened to. Their second album is called From Hell with Love. And uh, they are as ridiculous as they sound. They are, uh, uh, I would say, power metal, but mixed with like new wave of British heavy metal with elements of thrash thrown in. Very operatic vocals and yeah. cheesy like power metal choruses and lyrics but it, there's a heavier side to it that definitely have like a a sabbath um priest uh yeah maiden, i was gonna say if, even if you metallica took like, like influence to it yeah if you took like judas priest and amona mark and smashed them together like that's pretty much beast in black <laughs> in a general <laughs> sense i mean but the, like the video made it for me you showed me the video first it's like all the silly theatrical stuff it's like really fun it's not just like yeah they're trying and, and it's goofy or it's not just a pure joke, but like they do a healthy mix of cheap. both and it's a lot it's of fun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, that was fun. Yeah. Um, just to give you like a, uh, an overview of the record. So they have, um, it features a cover of killed by death, a song by motorhead. And then it also features, um, the song that was recorded by a survivor from the Rocky four soundtrack. So, <laughs> and I'm not talking about eye of the tiger. I'm talking about the, 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 the deep cut from yeah. Rocky four that they recorded. Yeah, the B side um, of the Rocky soundtrack. <laughs> and then they just, everything, all the originals fits somewhere in between those two. <laughs> So it, it's it's definitely a, a fun listen. It's a cheesy listen, it's uh, but it's a fun listen. And they're actually coming to uh, the states with Nevermore uh, in the fall. So I think I'm going to try and hit it up. I, I'm not a uh, I'm not that familiar with Nevermore to be honest with you. But uh, they're like one of those bands that like you always see, and I'm like I don't actually know them very well. Um, <laughs> yeah. But. Uh, I would totally spend thirty dollars to see Beast in Black and leave before Nevermore and go to a bar. <laughs> sounds worth it to me. I don't know, <laughs> uh, but yeah, very tongue in cheek. Just a fun, uh, fun cheesy record. If you're looking for kind of like a brainless um, thing to bang your head to, but that does it for me. I think in terms of uh, uh, albums from 2019. Yeah, I, same here. Same here for at least in the five minutes that I've been looking to see what I was listening to this year. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
like I said, I'm sure there's albums that I'm going to be like, why did I not include that album or albums that might seem obvious to you that I just am not familiar with. So I would love it. Honestly, I love listening to new bands, new albums. Please, if you have a, a year-end best that was not named, send it our way at MetallicaSpod um, or at the CC at the CPP Podcast six 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 on rolls the right machine. off the tongue. <laughs> yeah, well, this is what happens when you uh, start off a uh, Twitter account and then forget the password and then have to start a new Twitter account because you cannot. Oh no, I no, I'm no, sorry. I did not forget the, the password. Age. This is yeah, it was the, the age. age. I wanted to make my I wanted to make the birthday June 6, 2006, so it's 6606. And they said I was too young for Twitter and they blocked the account and I had to wait like a month to get unblocked. I was like, fuck it, I'll just start up a new account. So we're stuck with the the at the CP podcast six six six. At least that's what I yeah. think it is. We couldn't just we couldn't just direct message the three people following us and say, hey, go to this account because it's the one we want. Yeah, that's the CP we'll podcast the six six six. I used the Twitter so much that I just had to open up my phone to check what it was, and I wonder yeah. why it has like a handful of listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, so this is when uh, the podcasts are going to branch into uh, their own direction because, um, well, for Metallicast listeners, I, you know, like I said at the start, December 26th is a two-year anniversary. I definitely want to uh, uh, just, you know, go into that a little bit and, of course, play uh, a Metallica cover that I end every episode with. Uh, but for the Core Pain podcast, um, that, I'm, let's just put it this way: that wouldn't be appropriate to do for the Corpse Paint podcast. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Because, uh, well, for those of you who have not listened yet um, to the Corpse Paint podcast, I know you'll go back and you'll check out the first three episodes after this. But um, Satan runs the show, and uh, he has kept us as his sex slaves for the last few months, which is why. We've not been able to record a new episode. He finally let us out of bondage so we could record this episode. And, uh, well, I I always want to record an ending with Greg, but Satan always needs the final word. That's all I'm going to say. It's, Satan needs the final word. It's been a rough word. year. It's been a very rough year. Uh, we've basically accomplished nothing we set out to do, and no. Satan takes over every single time. <laughs> Let me just say this. It's been a rough year for uh, a few things. Number one, it's been a rough year for David Ellison. Number two, it's been a rough year for people with the nickname Junior. And number three, it's been a rough year for my butthole because Satan... (laughs) <laughs> I'm just going to leave it at that, okay? Uh, I'm just going to leave it at that, that because that the Metallicast like militia does not, <laughs> does not necessarily want to hear about my butthole and what Satan has done to it, but uh, I know the Corpse Paint podcast listeners do, so um, we'll have alternate endings. If you want to hear both, guess what, motherfuckers? I just tricked you into downloading on both feeds because I am a con artist. 
I mean a podcast professional, and this is what I do for. Um, You're like you know what you are if if the Wizard of Oz just like tried to pull all his bullshit, but just had the curtain curtain open <laughs> in the beginning, and you just see some shrunken asshole yelling at a bunch of scarecrows. <laughs> That's what you're doing right now. You just yeah. Ignore the man behind the curtain. It's like we can see you, asshole. The curtain's open. <laughs> you know what, Greg? <clears throat> First of all, that's what I think about that. That's called <sighs> an Elfson burp. You can drink. Oh, good. And also, um, uh, you congratulate me on, on air. I have to um, congrats, congratulate you on air uh, because you have a house and uh, you are engaged. Yes. Um, yes. But also not to make things awkward, uh, but because of your previous statements, I can no longer be your best man. So, okay. Well, it's been a good I'm run. And I will in my resignation now. See you later. <laughs> I'm air shaking um, at the camera to, I, I am air shaking back. <laughs> I will Sayonara. still, uh, I'm, I'm uninviting myself from the bachelor party that I'm helping plan. Um, I will yep. crash it. I will crash it, but I'm uninviting myself. I like all of that except the part where you're going to crash it. That's I'm just going to uh, be will, honest. I also will crash your wedding, um, and I will drunkenly berate whoever you choose as your new best man. But you know, I think that's only fair considering the circumstances of you fire me as your best man, which we all just heard happen live yeah. on air. Well, my new best man is going to be David Elson. So jokes on you. Oh. And jokes on you because David Ellison drank. Would never be your best man because you're not getting married in the church because you are a Satan lover fucker. <laughs> oh, that's messed up. That's straight um, messed up. Greg, this is also a good time to uh, point out. Um, I don't want to get too personal here, but you told me before we started recording that you had about 30 minutes before your family came home. Um, it's been 90 minutes. I don't think they're home yet. Now is a good time to tell you they are never coming home. Well, here's, here's the surprise twist ending. They've been home this whole time and they're probably mad at me in the other room. (laughs) 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 I just end M. Night Shyamalan to both feeds, baby. (laughs) Um, that's, that's, also, that's entertainment, baby. Also, baby Metallica. <laughs> also, baby Metallicast has been up for the last ninety yeah. minutes, crying, um, crying. Oh, I'm hungry. Oh, yeah. I need my diaper change. But guess what? Yeah. Greg and I are talking metal. We're talking Metallica, and we're drinking beers. So, baby Metallicast, just, just quite simmer down, simmer down now, as they said on SNL. Because I'm all, I'm all about the timely 2019 references that the kids like. Simmer down now. Simmer down I, now. I, I now see why we're doing so well in so many aspects of life. You know what the sad part is, too? Is that I should edit all of this out, and it will all stay in for the final That's good, product. yeah. That and would take will, a few minutes of work, and you don't want to do that, we know. And I'll just watch... My uh, Spotify <laughs> yeah. numbers dwindle. Yeah. My Apple yeah. podcast numbers dwindle. 
our three uh, Corpse Paint fans know that this is how it always goes, but the your poor Metallicast fans are just very upset. You know what? <laughs> very upset at this lack you know of professionalism you know or any is. planning. You know, the if I'm really going to look deep inside, they're probably more used to this than I care to admit. <laughs> probably, yeah, yeah. Let's face facts. This is... This is normal you, just up maybe one click. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, I, I think I'm in enough of a podcast uh, mode where I, I feel comfortable doing these regularly. So I'm looking forward to doing a separate Metallicast and separate Course Paint podcast, um, dare I say, next month. Whoa. Dun, dun, I'm, dun. I'm I'm in. Oh, I said it on air. Now I got to do it. It's Either. like when I tweeted it, I, we had to do this because I it was on Twitter. If I hold yeah, myself publicly also, accountable. We, well, we also I did that a few other times. We said we were going to record, then didn't, then tried to oh, you mean, say we were going to record again, then you mean didn't. The, you mean the thirty times on the course main <laughs> Twitter? I said a new episode coming soon, and then coming I retweeted soon. and said, "No, coming soon now." Oh, no, coming soon a little no, bit really. <laughs> we're really we're two weeks away from a new episode. Oh, okay, well, it got to three weeks ago we said that we're two weeks away from an episode, but it's going to be a few more weeks. So there was about thirty tweets, and by tweet four, I was um, out of uh, Satan sex innuendo. So they just got really bad. <laughs> it's just like they're just like, please, please don't unsubscribe. We will do something new soon. <laughs> By 2023, you will have a new episode. You, yeah. Our three listeners are down to two. Our yeah. two listeners are down to one. And now is we're down to zero. But guess what? We, I, we still this, have is, this is the reboot. This is the reboot. We, we're going to restart this. We're going to rebuild this. By uh, by 2021, we're yeah. going to be back up to at least five listeners, I guarantee. <laughs> you think we can do that? I think we can because... Um, It'll balance out the amount of listeners I lose on Metallicast. <laughs> I, I don't know. You have more to lose over here than than back home. <laughs> oh, oh my Gregory! Well, my sweet, sweet Gregory. We did I, a thing, you know. And if it was good, I don't think so. But we did a thing. And if it was good, a little bit. I will take all the credit. If it was bad, you will. I'll be, I'll be too drunk to care. <laughs> <laughs> give me fuel, give me fire, give me that which I desire. I am recording this ending with a little bit of a cold, so excuse my voice. But I'm recording this ending on December 26, which is. Not just the day after Christmas, not just the birthday of our favorite Danish drummer, Mr. Lars Arik. December 26th is also the birthday of Metallicast. Two years ago today, I released episode one. I was expecting a few people to listen, maybe like it. And here we are two years later, thousands of downloads more subscribers than I ever imagined. We are a small fish in a big pond, um, but nonetheless, I am in constant shock at how many people truly give a shit about this show and care to listen to 
my stupid mouth, quite frankly. So a heartfelt, sincere thank you to everybody in the Metallicast Militia. If you like this show, please continue spreading the word like you've been doing over the last two years to fellow Metallica fans. I want to continue growing and I want to continue making this show the absolute best I can make it. And what will help me do that is your support. Let's grow the downloads. Let's grow the, the subscribers. Let's grow the social media followers. Follow me at MetallicastPod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also join the Metallicast group on this cool free app called FlickChat. You download the app on your phone, enter the code Metallicast, and it is just a chat room all about this podcast, all about metal music, and of course, all about our favorite band, Metallica. If you want to support the show by making a donation, please, I would be honored. Uh, And who does not love paying for a free podcast? Am I right, guys? Um, Obviously, I'm not expecting any donations, uh, but Anchor makes it available to any listener who decides to do so there's a link in the episode description so if you want to throw a penny my way it'd be much appreciated i'll obviously give you a shout out on uh, a future episode and all money i make from the ads or from donations is going to go right back to this podcast to upgrade equipment or to promote the show so i can continue growing and becoming better so A huge thank you to all of you. I hope those of you celebrating the holidays had a great Christmas and a happy new year. I'll see you all in 2020. Uh, This episode was obviously a bit different than other Metallicast episodes as it was the crossover that nobody asked for with uh, my other little side project, the Course Paint Podcast that I do with Greg. And I hope if you're a Metallica purist, you enjoyed this episode. I hope if you are a black metal, death metal purist, you enjoyed this episode. I'm hoping there was enough for everybody, um, including a bunch of rambling about uh, nothing at all. Um, but please feel free to also follow the Course Wing Podcast at the CP Podcast 666 on the Twitter machine, and you can find Course Paint everywhere you find Metallicast on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, and most everywhere else. And I thought, since I always end with a cover song, an appropriate cover to end this with would be a cover of No Remorse by the death metal legends, Cannibal Corpse. Till next time, metal up your ass, yeah!
So 